Welcome to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast, where you will learn career strategies and techniques to help you break down barriers, make more money, and thrive in your tech life at work and at home. Technology has never been more mission critical to our online stay-at-home world, and you are the key to its success. You'll hear from diverse women in tech as well as experts who share both personal and professional strategies so you can transform your work and your workplace from the inside out. I'm Karen Morstel, former Silicon Valley tech leader and serial CISO for iconic brands like AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, and Russell Investments. I hope you will join me in my mission and message of resilience and transformation to make an inclusive and equitable tech industry. If you find this show helpful, please leave us a like and share it. And don't forget to hurry over to createyourleadingedge.com to join innovative and affordable group coaching for women in tech on your terms. And now on to Mojo Maker for Women in Tech. everyone. Normally, we have a guest on this show. This week, no guest. I'm going solo. Might be the last time, but I have some very special things I wanted to share with you and some reflections about this season that we're just coming into. Because it sort of hit me that it's really amazing after the year that we've had that we are already into Thanksgiving week. I don't know how many of you feel like it's an already or like it could not get here soon enough, but wow, this year, everything is just so different. It's hard to know how to kind of anticipate what's coming. And even though the calendar can say one thing, the way it feels is very different. As I record this show, the the snow's piling up here in Lone Tree, Colorado, it looks like we might have at least another partially white Thanksgiving, which I love. Sledding the slopes around our home, it's the perfect kind of pre-Thanksgiving activity, in my opinion anyway. So here we are heading into the holidays, and today's episode is a combination of my personal perspectives and some practical suggestions. It's inspired by this story because almost all of my adult life, my mom, who isn't with us anymore, but she grew up in Oklahoma and then in the high desert. She loves the sun. She loves dry, hot, dry weather. And my dad had moved her prior to my birth, actually, to Washington State, where she was going to live the rest of her life. And she was never particularly happy about that. Why? Because it's not the place of sun and, you know, hot, dry weather, typically, although that seems to be shifting a little bit. Summers are getting warmer there. But when I was there, when I grew up there, very, very wet, often very wet and cool in the summertime. And that was a gigantic adaptation from my mom, who would call me almost every summer solstice all of my adult life to say this, Karen, the days all get shorter from now on. It was humorous in a way, but it was also a very clear red flag of just how much my mom struggled 
in a season where it was dim, the light was dim, it was often very bone-chilling cold, not exactly frigid, but really damp and wet. And you could go for days, months, without seeing the sun. For those of you who may not be familiar, the Puget Sound area where I grew up, it gets about 40 inches of rain a year, which is roughly the same as an average year in Houston, Texas. The problem isn't that it rains so much. It's that the rain, when it comes down, comes down about an eighth of an inch at a time, which kind of computes into 300 days, cloudy days, rainy days a year. That's a lot. By contrast, where I live now in Colorado, we have about 300 days of sunshine a year compared to the Pacific Northwest, which was about 30. The temperatures in the cool season, which was extending between the 1st of November and the 1st of May, would range with temperatures, you know, 40 to 50 degrees most of the time. And it's a beautiful, lush, green mossy environment. But the lack of sunlight during late fall to early spring months, it takes the color out of everything. The sky is gray, the water's gray, the trees, even the evergreen trees look gray green. And moss grows on the north side of anything that's not moving. (laughs) So the year that we moved to Denver, Colorado, I kid you not, we had two rainy periods in the Pacific Northwest, in Puget Sound. And there were two between November and the end of April. One lasted eight weeks and the other lasted four months. I used to call winter and early spring the wet and dark. And I kind of still do. It took me a little while to adjust once we moved to Colorado that we really didn't have that anymore. We have sunshine all year long in between the snow. So it really could get to me, this wet and dark season, if I let it. And since I really just really refused to let the winter blues get the best of me, I developed a few survival tactics over the years, and that seemed to help a lot. I'm going to share some of that with you today in the hopes that it might be helpful for the season that's ahead of all of us. On top of it being the season for many of us that we're going into, those of you in Florida and Hawaii, you get a pass (laughs) because obviously you don't have the same kind of weather that we do. But in addition to this wet and dark or the dark or just cold and dark that we're moving into here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's also the season for gifting. And one of the nicknames that my family bestowed on me many years ago was the Gadget Queen. That's because if a gift was chip-based, I was in heaven. I'm obsessed with figuring things out, with finding cool pieces of gear or technology that makes life more interesting and fun. But before I, you know, really moved into the technology sphere and got myself really landed in my career, I was also a very broke mom for years. And so we had to do gifting on a budget. And I have a lot of my survival favorites and my gifting favorites all tied up together. So today it's a double combo of thoughts for holiday gifting and winter survival activities and treats that I'm hoping will lift your spirits and put you in a BNLI mood for the rest 
of the winter season. At least we're going to get through the next few weeks together. And we will be, by the way, posting more of this on our social media platforms for the next couple of weeks. So be sure to follow us on Mojo Maker for Women in Tech on both Instagram and Facebook for the next couple of weeks. So this is my top 10 list. And I'm going to start the countdown, top 10 countdown. Some of these, I would love to hear your ideas, especially if you are a gadget queen like me, but I would love to hear your ideas of what your memories are of your favorite gifts. And also what are the things that you loved to gift to other people and the things you like to receive? Number 10 is fuzzy socks. Does anyone else love colorful socks? I'm a sucker for socks, especially if they're fuzzy, soft wool, like smart wool socks, or they're fair aisle designs like the Nordic wool socks. So when I combine these with like, we're going to talk about in a minute, warm and dry boots, it's really a winning combo. And it tells, at least tells my tootsies that they're not forgotten. And I still love them. Yeah, my feet can take some abuse. So I like to have fuzzy socks and I love the color that they bring under my blue jeans. Okay, number nine. Number nine is anything cashmere. That sounds pretty luxurious, but I can also, you can buy cashmere in pretty small swatches if you need to for a budget. In my family of origin, I learned to make all my own clothes when I was 11 by riding downtown for sewing lessons at the Singer Sewing Store, which was about an hour away from my home. That's not if you count the walk to the bus. The deal with my mom was if I made my own clothes, she would buy the fabric and she loved fabric shopping as much as I did. So for reasons that were both tactile as well as visually aesthetic, I always preferred natural fibers like cotton, wool, or linen. And I learned very early to evaluate the drape and the feel of fabric and how it would hang and how well it would last and how it would go together into a garment. I probably should have been a dress designer. But along the way, I got so hooked on fabrics that had a fabulous feel. And my go-to comfort fabric is cashmere. I know, luxurious, right? If I'm happy, I want cashmere. If I'm exhausted and I need to be comforted, I want cashmere. If I'm feeling really blue, a cashmere scarf cuddles and warms my neck like nothing else. Cashmere as a fiber and a fabric, it's so much more available now than when, it, when I was doing my own sewing. And you can get the benefits of cashmere without the sticker shock in scarves and shawls. By the way, my favorite dress of all time was a black cashmere turtleneck and just a little bit of trivia that's back uh, wearing that dress is back when I got tagged with the long cool woman in a black dress song (laughs) number eight on the list is drinking chocolate now that's not like hot chocolate this is like the thick stuff that's sort of like drinking a melted chocolate bar as long as it's dark chocolate what could be better than eating dark chocolate Well, drinking it when it's hot. Yeah, seriously good stuff. I loved it when Starbucks had drinking chocolate, but apparently there weren't enough of us around to keep it in stock at the store. So you can make it yourself with mixes that you can get on Amazon, including keto-friendly versions, and you can make it either dairy or non-dairy. 
And here's the thing, dark chocolate, it has health benefits. Like you seriously need to do this for your physical as well as your mental health. And you can find dark drinking chocolate on Amazon or at a local Whole Foods if you have one. Okay, number seven on my list, and this is one of the techie ones, is the iPhone, but not the iPhone 12. I love the iPhone 11 Pro, and I maxed it out with the memory. And my family knows that when the new iPhones are out, I'm always looking for the rationale to get the next newest version. It's a gadget thing for me, and I did get the iPhone 11 Pro right away when it came out, and I love it. And since I'm not really feeling the need for 5G speed and the camera on the 11 Pro is incredible, it lets me shoot videos in 4K even, I'm sticking with the 11 Pro for a little while. Make sure that if you go shopping for one and to buy one used, you're shopping for the 256 gig version so that you have plenty of room to shoot your videos and pictures. And I noticed that the prices on Facebook Marketplace for used ones are running anywhere between six and eight hundred dollars. So it's not like a gigantic bargain compared to the one thousand dollars that they were new. If you want a 12, go for it. But I'm just saying the 11 Pro with enough memory to hold all your pictures and stuff is an amazing, it's an amazing device. So that's my bit of, and I, of course, am an iOS. I'm iOS biased, right? So you're not going to, you're not going to hear me talking about other phones. (laughs) Okay. Number six for gifting guide is books. And what I would say here is I love Kindle and Audible books for a very specific reason. I'm going to tell you in a minute. But here's the thing. Gifting books, the easiest way to gift to others or to yourself is a book that you find particularly meaningful. I love that the first time I gift an Audible book to someone who doesn't already have an Audible account, it's free. I grew up as an avid reader, and to this day, books are the way I feel surrounded by very smart people on demand anytime I plug in. I do love real books. I do love the holding the book, the tactile experience of holding a book, and I do have shelves loaded with them, but I love Kindle books on a Kindle reader for a couple of reasons. Kindle books, the electronic version, whether I'm reading it on a Kindle reader or on my computer or even on my phone, they're very easy to cite when I'm writing and doing footnotes for an article or for a paper that I'm writing. So that part I just love. Like I can search for this phrase I'm looking for. When I find it, I can cite it, copy it, paste it, and it will give me the notation in the appropriate format for my bibliography, which saves me a ton of time. The other reason I really like using the Kindle is because I'm really distracted by other apps. So I have a Kindle reader from Amazon that I can use, and it's just loaded with my books. There's no alerts on it. There's no interruptions coming in on it. There's no email on it. And so when I'm on that Kindle, those interruptions are not a factor, and I get way more reading done. I'm a pretty distractible person, I guess. So I'll share my top 10 reading list later in the week. 
But I'm going to tell you, I've been listening over and over again to a book I adore by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. It's called The Dangerous Old Woman. It's incredible. And it's available on both Sounds True and Audible. You definitely want the audio version of this so that you can hear her read it herself. And if you have a hard time choosing where to start in the series, because The Dangerous Old Woman is a series about the old woman archetypes, I highly recommend the section called The Joyous Body. Enough said there. If you go out and you get it and listen to it, I'd love to hear back from you. Okay, that's enough about books. The next one is one of my go-to techie things. I can't live without them, and that is my Apple Pro earbuds. I use them to listen to my favorite tunes and to listen to audible books. I have been known actually to get on stages still wearing my earbuds because I kind of have them with me all the time. I either have a, I do have a Bose quiet control headset, which I also use. It's a little bit better at blocking out outside sounds than the Apple earbuds. But I will say that the Apple earbuds, really excellent sound, good battery life. And having that excellent sound is really important to me, whether I'm listening to music or listening to spoken word. So highly recommend it. Yes, they are spendy. You can get them for a little bit of a discount if you shop for them at some Costco's. I know ours has it. I don't know if they all do. All right. The next one, number four on my list is what we call a down puffy. This is Something I learned about when we came to Colorado from Washington State, it's a Colorado essential. It doesn't rain much here. In fact, it's hard for me to remember one time to the next when it rained the last time. But this has to be the state that has the most frequent occurrence of all four seasons in one day. It can be 70 degrees one day, 10 degrees the next. It can be 25 degrees in the morning and 65 degrees in the afternoon. So it really helps to have a packable insulation layer that can go everywhere with you and not take up a ton of space if you have to stuff it in the bag or stuff it in a backpack. And now you can get them in super bright colors, which I love. I always get red. I gave up on the the outdoorsy colors. Washington State seems to like go for the green, black, gray colors, olive green, (laughs) those color combinations. I don't know why, but winter brings enough of drab on its own. So let's go for the bright colors. So colorful down puffy. That's number four. Number three, this is something I've been doing a lot of for the last couple of weeks, and it's really lifting my spirits. It's stovetop potpourri that you make yourself. It's got to be one of the easiest gifts of all. And it's a gift that I give myself. It makes the house smell amazing. I'm all about having what I call smell swell smells. I keep a simmering pot on the stove that has these basics in it. It has mandarin orange peels because they're in season now and I'm always eating them. So I throw the peels, instead of throwing them in the garbage, I throw them in a sauce pot along with a cinnamon stick and a couple of tablespoons of mulling spice. To get the ingredients, I mean, the mandarin oranges are everywhere at the grocery store right now, but Costco's most effective place to get cinnamon sticks in bulk. And then the most delicious mulling spice mix you can get from 
one of my favorite online sources for herbs called Mountain Rose Herb Company in Oregon. It's online, Mountain Rose Herbs. And they also have herbs, tinctures, and teas that I'm going to talk about over the next couple of weeks that are kind of cool. I used to be very into the herbal herbal thing, and I still kind of am. But you can use those to keep the house just smelling like an amazing holiday is here, right? And to help us keep our spirits up because your sense of smell is so, so, so important. One of the, the strongest memories actually are embedded in your sense of smell. So the only tip I have for you is if you're going to use the stovetop potpourri, don't do what I've done on numerous occasions, which is to let the pot go dry. So just be sure to keep the pan with your water and your spices in, in it on the lowest setting on your stove and don't let it run out of water. It's kind of a bear cat to clean up. But that's number three, stovetop potpourri. Okay, number two This comes from my experience of being a student at the University of Washington twice for I was there as an undergraduate two different times. And it's something warm and dry for your feet. When I was a student, for some reason, I'm not sure why now, but I wore one of three pairs of shoes. That's all I had. I had a pair of clogs that were actually made with wood bases in those days instead of the hard rubber that Dansko clogs are made with now. I had a pair of negative heel earth shoes and a pair of Birkenstock sandals. And the campus where I went to school at the University of Washington in Seattle was immense. It's a beautiful campus if you ever get a chance to go there. But I had classes that went all the way from the northernmost building on campus all the way to the University of Washington Hospital and Medical Center at the far southern end. So as a consequence, I got a lot of walking in my feet because of the rain in Washington, like ground is never dry during the school season. My feet were always wet and really cold. And I have this really huge appreciation for warm and dry feet. And there's tons of options now. I don't know why I didn't have good boots when I was in school. I guess I didn't think they were cool. But there's so many options, and my favorite types of shoes for outdoors now are Sorrel's and my Hunter boots, And because I love to still splash in mud puddles. But you can pick whatever you like that's waterproof for your feet. This selection at Zappos is endless. Have fun shopping for something to keep your feet warm and dry, along with those fuzzy warm socks. <laughs> okay, that's number two. And number one... I would love to hear your thoughts about this one, but this one is like the biggie in my whole family. It's not techie. It's far from techie. Number one, perhaps it's because the outside world was so dreary in Washington. Much of my survival guide in the wet and dark season revolved around, as you've already been able to see, sensory experiences And so I had no idea how powerful this was really until my grown children told me how the fragrance of beeswax candles burning brought back very happy memories of home. I'm a huge, huge fan of natural beeswax candles because they make the house smell like honey and they give off a beautiful dripless glow. So if you want the long burning type, I suggest getting them like as hand-dipped natural beeswax tapers. 
You can also get them poured into glass and other types of candles. In fact, there's a Seattle company called Big Dipper Beeswax, and they have fancy shapes for the holidays, including Christmas ornament candles, beeswax Hanukkah candles, and a whole bunch of different types of aromatherapy candles that, that smell amazing. If you want a very special touch, I highly recommend getting a box of the beeswax tea lights from Big Dipper Beeswax and then gift them with one of the Glassy Baby candle holders from GlassyBaby.com. Glassy Baby is another Seattle-based company. They have their hot shop there in the, I believe it's in the Madrona district. The glass vessels for holding tea lights are incredibly beautiful with meaningful names that make them ideal for a personal message. And the company donates 10% of their proceeds. It might be different now. I was just looking at the website. It looks like it might be 3% in some cases, but they donate percentage of their revenue to a variety of charities. You may need to really hunt for these or find retail outlets that have them because it does appear like they've been, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, are in very short supply this this season. It used to be I could go on their website and order any number of glassy baby candle holders to use for gifts if I got started early enough in the season, but they're out of almost everything and I'm not really sure why. I'm going to check into the company and see what's happening there. They might be impacted with staff shortages because of the virus. But anyway, when you make those kinds of purchases, especially from any company that donates its revenue to charities or a portion of its revenue to charities, you win multiple ways, right? That's gifting in all kinds of levels. And it gives you these candles. This is the season of light in many traditions. And so it's a universal symbol of light in the midst of darkness. And I think that's just an important thing for us to remember right now. I've mentioned a number of different companies. I do not have affiliations with any of them. I'm just mentioning the places where I always go to shop for these things because I know they're good. And so I'll put the URLs in the show notes uh, for this episode, but I don't have any affiliate links to share with you. You can certainly go out and, and find them on your own if you are so inclined. I want to come to a close with all of that. That's my top 10 list. A little bit of tech, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of good smells, a little bit of good eats. Gifting does not need to be stressful or expensive to be meaningful. Especially this year, a reach out to someone to let them know you remember them and care for them will go a very long way. It's been a bruising year on so many levels. And how we reach out to one another, how we connect with one another, in some cases reconnect with people, this is the most important thing, in my opinion, that we can all be doing right now. Above all, above everything else, no matter how it's going, giving the gift of connection is free. Pick up the phone, write a note, write it by hand even better and put a stamp on it and mail it. Make sure people know that you care and that you care about them. Giving of yourself is the most meaningful gift of all. And in this season, when we're all looking for meaning and doing what matters, 
this is the time to do what we always say, to reach out and be an ally. Another idea, we made a special course for our community as well. We just released it a week ago, and we call it Flame Proof. So if you know anyone who needs some extra support this winter with burnout prevention, give them the gift of Flame Proof. You can find it out on our website at www.mojo-maker.com backslash flameproof. That's it for me, folks. I would love to hear from you what you enjoy, both giving and receiving from others. Let's start a thread and a conversation about gifting, gifting to yourself, gifting to others, and receiving from others in this season. And above all, Let's talk about how we're going to make it a connection. Make it a connection with everyone in your circle and go beyond your circle, right? So this is our season. Be well and be an ally. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We're on a mission to help you make your tech life the best it can be. And a big part of that is helping you handle adversity like a boss. You can get more right now with our free gift for you, over at beanally.today to download Flame Proof, your anti-burnout guidebook. If you love our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and let others know. You can also get more insights from our weekly podcast digest on topics that are relevant to you, your allies, and your entire organization. So remember, you have the ability to create the tech life you love and to make a difference for our industry. See you next week, and in the meantime, be well and be an ally.